there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to talk about a topic that I feel every single person listening to this is either dealing with today or has definitely dealt with at some point in their lives. And if not, I can guarantee you will at some point. We're going to talk about uh, stop worrying about what other people think. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you want to simplify your life, this is a really good one for you to listen to because I think a lot of the complication in our lives comes from trying to please others or worrying about what everyone else thinks. So this is a good topic today. I'm excited about it. Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital and online classes. Apologia has lots of great resources for the homeschooling family. There's homeschooling helps. There's free downloads for your kids. Go check out all that they offer at Apologia.com. So yeah, let's talk about what everybody else thinks. I can guarantee you I am not alone in saying that there have been many times in my life that I have made things a lot more complicated because I was so consumed with what other people thought. And this is a, you know, a work in progress for myself and I'm sure for many of us. Um, but I've definitely come a long way in this uh, area. And I feel like, especially this past year in 2020, I've really grown into my own and really feeling like, you know what? Life is short. Life is fragile. Life is crazy. We never know what tomorrow brings. That's what 2020 taught me. And it is time to, you know, live for Jesus alone and not worry about what everyone thinks. It's really easier said than done. I know for many of us, we know that we should, you know, not worry about other people's opinions and not worry what other people perceive of us and not worry about that. But it's hard. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to share something with you. If you heard me speak at a homeschooling convention or an event or, you know, some kind of live event like that, I will tell you that most of the time after I speak, I am like paralyzed. There have been times I've gone back to my hotel room and laid in my bed for hours and hours and literally can't turn off my brain because, you know, when you're speaking in that way to, you know, a room full of people and you don't really know the people, you just see their faces looking back at you and some of them come up to you afterwards and talk to you, but... You know, you really don't always know how it all went over and, you know, you can't replay it, what you said. And believe me, when they do sell the replays later on, I can't listen to them because I don't want to hear what I said. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's very cringeworthy to listen to yourself. But I will lay in my hotel room many times after I've spoken 
and just like, oh my goodness, did I say that wrong? Or did I say that in the right way? What if they mistook it? And I will like literally not be able to turn off my brain. I've just literally am replaying everything over and over in my mind. And I can't even sleep because I'm just so consumed with you know, did I do a good job? Did everybody, you know, uh, understand what I was trying to say? What if, you know, they took it in the wrong way? Or did I say this in a, the wrong tone? Or did I misspeak on that part? And so hard to turn my brain off. So I'm being honest with you and real. On a smaller scale, how many of you have gone to a friend's house for the afternoon and left and you're on your way home and you can't stop thinking about the visit and everything you guys talked about and what if you said the wrong thing here and what if you said the wrong thing there and ooh, did they take that the wrong way or ooh, did I say that? Am I, oh, I am so dumb for saying that. Why did I say that? And literally your night is ruined because you're playing in your mind over and over the things you said. Meanwhile, the other person on the other end of that uh, visit is either doing the same thing you're doing or they don't even give a hoot. They've moved on to making supper for their family and they're not... (laughs) (laughs) they're not replaying in their mind the whole thing. And so those are just two examples that I'm sure are relatable to someone out there that we really don't realize sometimes how much we live our lives dependent on what other people think. So those are, you know, kind of examples of how this can uh, play out in our minds sometimes. But, you know, for me, it's in my DNA. I think, you know, just I I never really, um, really thought much about not caring what other people think until I became a Christian. And I really started to walk with the Lord. And he started to teach me, you know, in his word that I am living for him and not the opinions of others. And, At the end of the day, if we are living for him, like truly surrendered living every step of the way is, you know, the Lord's, you aren't going to care what other people think. You aren't going to um, dwell on it so much because you're living for the Lord. And if you're living for the Lord, then it doesn't matter what other people think. You're living for the Lord. You are living in truth. And you can't change if somebody agrees with that truth or not. You can't change how they perceive that truth or not. But you know and you know that you are living for him alone. And so it's really interesting how we can re- we don't even realize like how prideful It is when we care about what others think. You know, we can think we're being humble when we're like, oh, you know, I don't want them to, you know, think bad of me or, oh, I want them, you know, I I want that person to like me. It's not humble. It's really prideful because when we're living for the Lord, he's the only one that matters. But when we're living for ourselves a little too much, the opinions of others matter to us. And we got to be careful of that, you know, but I've always kind of, you know, definitely up until adulthood cared what other people thought, whether it was in my family or my friends. I mean, this is something I believe we all struggle with, but we just don't realize how much it takes away from our relationship with the Lord. 
Because if, like I said, if you're following him and you are living out the ways that he tells you to live, then that's all that matters. Then you know and you know that you're doing what God calls you to do and what other people think is completely separate from your walk with the Lord. So this is something I've really learned this year. I mean, you know, we're always growing, right? We've never arrived. We're always growing. And this is really something I feel like that the Lord has uh, been working on me this year. So, you know, try to over the years, you know, truly living for the Lord and, 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 and um, not caring about the opinions of others. And, you know, this past year, though, it really hit home with the quarantine time that like, I want to live for the Lord. I want to follow him wherever he takes me and trust that that is all I need to do. And I, like I said, I can't control if other people think that's weird or don't agree with it or don't like my lifestyle or don't like how I talk or don't like how I look. Like, honestly, those things don't matter because I'm living for the Lord. I am not living for the opinions of others. Again, it goes back to the pride. We want to be liked. We want to know that we're loved. But if you know that you're liked and loved by the God of the universe, the one true God, what else is there, right? What else is there? And so this year, especially in the beginning of the quarantine time, I remember just like, saying to my husband, I, I gotta, I gotta really like step it up. I really want to share Jesus with others. You know, life is short. A lot of my life, a lot of all of us, I could say our lives are spent probably 90% of the time worrying about the opinions of others, trying to please others, and maybe not necessarily for the right reasons. We're, we're fearful of man more than God sometimes. And so I remember thinking like, I want to share Jesus with others. Like, this is the time. And, you know, I started doing video devotionals. And, you know, I, I share a lot of stuff on my my Simply Living for Him pages. But then I was starting to share a little bit on my personal pages. And do you know what's paralyzing? When you share something on your social media, this is paralyzing for me at least. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I have people from high school on here. I have people from childhood on here. I have people who hardly know me on here. I have people from my town on here. I have people from, you know, my family on here. There's so many different people. And I'm like, well, what if they think I'm weird? Or what if, they... and at the end of the day, I should be the same with every single person in my life. And that's what I want to be. That's what I strive to be. I want to be Karen DeBuse following Jesus Christ. That's what I want to be. And I'm not going to sit here and worry about, you know, what so-and-so on my Facebook thinks of me. And that's a hard thing for many of us because I believe as our human flesh, you know, we want to be liked and we want to be heard and we want people to understand us. That's one of the biggest things that I dealt with um, for many years was I hate the idea of being misunderstood. And, you know, go figure, I have a platform that I reach thousands of people a week in various ways, tens of thousands between, you know, social media and podcasting and YouTube and all those things. And I know well and good that on the other side 
of that screen, somebody is seeing just a glimpse of me. They don't know the, you know, 45 year backstory. They don't know the horrific things I went through at 20 years old. They don't know the damaging things that went on in my life. They see this snippet of me playing with a goat outside. (laughs) But if I overthink that and I, I really get wrapped up in, well, what do people think? I mean, I would never do anything. So I have to trust that I am not responsible for everybody's opinion out there of me and that I have to do the things that God has called me to do. And that's really maturity when we stop caring about what other people think and really focus on pursuing the Lord and doing what he has called us to do. You know, we don't really see clearly when we are living for what others think. It's like a prison, right? It It's, it's, it's very, um, it puts us in, in bondage because every single day, everything you do, you have this little voice in the back of your head. Well, what if they think I'm weird? Or what if they don't like me? Or what if they don't respond the way I want them to? But Jesus came to set us free. And, and that includes free from the bondage of caring what other people think. Because if you're living your life in truth and you're living your life for the Lord, first of all, that's going to be reflected to people. They're going to see the love of Jesus in you. And if they don't, if they're, if they're, you know, turned off by the gospel or God or who you are and who I am is completely defined by who God has created me to be. So who I am is completely defined by, you know, Jesus. So if they don't like that, that doesn't affect you at all. It affects them and what bothers them. It doesn't affect you because you're living for God. You're not living for them. And I know this is easier said than done. I know that um, many of us, you know, we often feel the need to explain ourselves or justify ourselves. And that, again, comes from what other people think. You know, I just learned in our Mary and Martha Bible study in our Simply Living for Him online community, we just completed a Bible study on Mary and Martha. And one of the things that stood out to me in studying these two women, and if you want to join that study, by all means, come on over to the community. Even though the study is complete, it is always open. So you can come in at any time, watch the videos, and study it on your own. It's completely self-paced. But one of the things I learned when doing this study So we all know the story of Mary and Martha. Martha's busy. She's doing all the stuff. She's, you know, we assume housework chores or she's tending to the meal because Jesus is coming to their house. And of course, you know, if Jesus is coming to my house, I'm pretty sure I want to make sure I serve a nice dinner, right? So she's over there doing all the stuff. And Mary isn't doing any of that. She is found sitting at Jesus's feet and listening to his teaching. And at one point, Martha says, you know, Lord, you know, look at me. I'm doing all this work. Tell Mary to help me. And, you know, we all know that story as like Martha's the doer and Mary's the quiet listener. And, you know, then Jesus says to Martha, he says, you know, Mary, you're so distracted by so many things. He says, but Mary here, she has chosen the better, which cannot be taken away from her. So the whole point of this study was to really learn what Jesus meant by saying she chose the better, um, that to sit at his feet was the better part, he says, and, you know, what that really means. And 
um, without getting into the whole study, you'll have to come in and do that study to learn all of the things. But one part of that was that Mary, when when Martha says, Lord, you know, tell her to help me. It's kind of like, you know, how we women get, right? I'm doing all the serving. I'm doing all the chores. I'm doing everything and nobody helps me. So she's kind of like that. Me, me, me. And this is not to say, and we talk about this in the study, that Martha was bad in her serving. That's certainly something we need to do. We need to serve. We need to be hospitable. We need to do chores. Um, again, that's all in the study. But what he says is, you know, she chose the better. And ma- what's, what's interesting is what Mary doesn't say. Because Mary never says anything. She doesn't justify her actions and she doesn't defend her actions. She knows, and we talk about this is what the whole study revolved around. She knows because we see her at his feet, all throughout the Bible, at his feet or being at his feet is a posture of submission and surrender to her master. So Mary knows that Jesus is her master. She's actually the true servant, I believe, in that story because she has completely surrendered her life to the Lord and is sitting at his feet and listening to him. And so this is a perfect picture of not caring what other people think because here we have Martha, like, tell her what, you know, tell her to help me. Now, I know if that was me, what's your first inclination as a fleshy human being to say, oh, what do you mean I'm not doing nothing? I did blah, blah, blah this morning and I made preparations and I work hard all day. Mary in her silence shows she doesn't have to care what other people think. She doesn't justify herself and she doesn't defend herself. Do you know why? Because Jesus did it for her. He's the one who says, Martha, Martha. And he, he kind of speaks to her in a loving way. It's a it's a speak a truth, the truth in love kind of way. He says, Martha, you are so busy about so many things. You are so distracted. But Mary over here, you know, she's she chose the better because she's truly my servant. She's sitting at my feet and listening to me. So God speaks for himself in our everyday lives. We don't have to justify our our actions and we don't have to Uh, defend ourselves because we serve the Lord. And that speaks for itself. And you don't have to defend yourself because your actions will speak louder than your words quite often. You're serving God. You don't even need to kind of justify it. If you're following him, you don't need to justify that to anybody and you don't need to defend yourself to anybody because Again, the gospel speaks for itself. And and it, again, Mary sitting at his feet, that's such an act of humility that shows that, you know, she only really cared what Jesus thought. She was sitting there, never responded to Martha, let Jesus do it for her because she was the servant and he was the master. And Martha had a little pride over there saying like, you know, make her help me. That was a little prideful. So, you know, we can't um, change another person's perception of us, but we can, um, we can know that God is in control. And when we live according to him and his will, it really doesn't matter what other people think. You know, when I first started homeschooling, this is such an example of this, such an example. 
When I first started homeschooling now 15 years ago, and many of you have heard this story, and I'm not going to get into the whole story. If you want to hear the whole story, you can buy one of my homeschooling books. I tell the story in my latest book, um, also in Called Home, or in the podcast, go back to the one of the very early episodes in the archives is called An Unlikely Homeschooler. And you can hear that whole episode about our um, decision to homeschool and how it was not taken well by many people in my life. And so I remember at the time when we were struggling with this decision to homeschool, I knew without a doubt 100% that God was calling me to homeschool. Yet I had people in my life telling me it was like the worst decision I would ever make. So number one, I had my family, my parents telling me, you know, that they would practically disown me, (laughs) Uh, which they wouldn't, but I felt like they would, but they were very upset and, you know, that whole thing and, um, then I had, you know, even people in our lives um, would tell us that they didn't think it was a good decision. But I knew, I knew in my heart that God was calling me. And that summer, I really got into the word and I was praying like never before and asking the Lord to really lead us in this decision and to really show me that this was him and not me. Because quite frankly, I didn't even really want to homeschool. That's how I knew it was God because I didn't even really want to do it. But I felt so strongly that he was calling me to do it. So, you know, I asked him to really, really make it clear and it's hard to choose something that kind of goes against the grain and to have people's disapproval. It's especially hard to have your parents' disapproval. You know, here I am, and I was crying out to the Lord. I have journals where I wrote about this. I would say, Lord, why are you making me do this? I don't want to do this. My parents are going to be so angry with me. And people think I'm weird. And I don't want to be that weird person. And you know what? The Lord kept revealing to me that summer, every time I would go to his word, it was like, follow God and not man. You know, you live for the opinions, not of people, but you live for God. And I just kept opening up to these verses all the time. And it's hard, especially when you have people that you love and care for. Number one, thinking you're crazy you know, other people just thinking you're maybe you're weird, but like people were thinking I was legit making the worst decision of my life. And I just knew that God was leading me and saying, don't worry about them. Follow me. And I remember crying out to the Lord and saying, but that's so hard. I know what it says in your word. I know it says to follow you, but these are my parents. I don't want them to hate me over this. You know, I don't want people thinking I'm crazy. And I remember just always feeling like, all right, maybe now I don't understand it, but someday it'll, it'll all make sense. And can I tell you, 15 years later, that obedience to follow God when it didn't make any sense to any outsiders changed the entire trajectory of our lives. That step of obedience, number one, it taught me exactly what we're talking about tonight, not caring what other people think. It taught me in the end, if I'm following God, 
He'll take care of everything else. And quite frankly, if I hadn't followed God because I cared so much what other people thought, I would have just been living for earthly praise and for earthly acceptance and for earthly things, but not for my heavenly father. And that doesn't make any sense. So over the years, it was difficult to do something, especially that first year. I didn't even want to go to the grocery store. I didn't want people to say, why are your kids not in school? Like you would go to the grocery store at two in the afternoon and they'd say, oh, no school today. And then you'd have to say, I'm homeschooled. And I wouldn't even be able to look them in the eye to say, oh, we homeschool. Or you go to the doctor and they say, oh, what grade are they in? How's school? Oh, they're homeschooled. I was mortified. I didn't want people to think I was weird. I was so prideful. I cared more about what people thought than following God. That doesn't make any sense, like I said. So he, thank God, I followed him. And little by little, I stopped caring so much what other people thought. And little by little, I became outspoken about homeschool. (laughs) I became a national speaker and an author about homeschooling. That's how much I cared in the end what people thought, right? And so, but in any area of our lives, we can care. Do people think I'm, you know... Uh, doing the right things? Do people think that, you know, we want this perception of ourselves that we give off to people? But that, that is, that's lying. You know, we need to be real with people about who we are and share our struggles and our joys. We need that authentic, uh, you know, who we are. And I try to do that at Simply Living for Him. I try to share my struggles. I try to share, you know, sometimes on Instagram stories, you're going to see me not in makeup and not looking so nice. Um, I, you know, all that stuff. But it's hard because as humans, we do. We, we are, at least I know for me, I'm always thinking about somebody's perception of me. And this year, that a lot of that has been taken away. I've been like, you know what? I can't control, especially if I have, you know, thousands of people seeing my stuff every week on social media, I can't control every single person's opinion of me. But I do know that in my ministry, I am fulfilling a calling from the Lord. Every day when I work on Simply Living for Him, I know 100% that this is what I am called to do. And it's so freeing to do what you're called to do and not worry about what other people think. It's so freeing to be able to talk about Jesus to the whole world. And you know that some people are going to think, okay, she's weird. Big whoop, because that person is not my God. I will not deny my God. And so I want to be the person that he called me to be. I used to say when I would get up and speak at a homeschooling convention, especially in the early years, I felt like it was so freeing. And I know that it kind of sounds weird. Now, I won't, I won't deny that the very first time I ever spoke, I probably almost didn't speak that day because I was hard to get me off the floor. I wanted to throw up. I was so nervous. And that's normal, right? We get nervous. What will people think? What will people think, right? I had no clue what I was doing. Who am I to get up here and speak to these people? Um, but it, it became, 
it became in the beginning, like I remember thinking the very first time I spoke, the very first time at a big event, not at like a small local group, but at a big event, I wanted to die because I felt so sick because <laughs> I was so nervous. But the moment I started to speak, all of a sudden I was like, this is, I remember thinking, this is what I'm born to do. The nerves went away because I was completely like on autopilot from the Lord. It was like the Holy Spirit took over. And I didn't even have to think. It just all came out. And that's really a lot what happens now when I speak. You know, I just allow the Holy Spirit to take over. Like I have to get rid of me and let him take over. But I remember thinking, this is what I was meant to do. And I felt the most, um, what's the word? I felt the most myself. Like this is the real true me. You know why? Because when you're up there and you're speaking, I didn't know anybody in the audience. And that was probably better. I felt like I didn't have to worry what people were perceiving of me. I could just be me following the Lord. And that's what I've done over the years. You know, I really, I feel the most comfortable when I'm doing my ministry. And I, I'm not, you know, I'm sitting here in, a, in, in, in my office recording this podcast. I can't see your faces. I don't know your reactions. You might make it, be making the stink eye at me. I don't know <laughs> what's going on on the other side. You might be turning the volume down and be like, I don't want to listen to her anymore, whatever. But I feel like be, it's almost because I can't see all that. It's freeing. I can say the things the Lord is leading me to say without my mind getting cluttered up, you know, with what everybody, you know, what's Because if I were really to sit here and think about what every single person on the other end was thinking of me, I would never get on here again. So you have to put, kind of put the blinders on in life and be like, you know what? It is time. Life is short. Do you want to live your life truly for the Lord? Or do you want to live it for other people? Because you don't know what tomorrow brings. So many tragedies are happening right now. I know of so many sudden deaths, so many people on the verge of death, so many people sick, so many people losing jobs, so many people, you know, having arguments with family members and families breaking up and all these things going on. Life is short and it is, you know, unpredictable and we don't know what tomorrow brings. And I will not live my life another moment wasting it to be somebody that I am not. I am Karen DeBuse, a follower of Jesus Christ, and I will share that with the world every single day until he tells me not to. And it's freeing to live that way. We can waste so much. Like I said, I would think 90% of our time is influenced by what other people think. Think about it. Really take an inventory and think to yourself, how many decisions do you make during the day based on what other people think? How many things in your life do you do daily based on what other people think? You know, so many of us have a hard time saying no because we're like, I don't want to let people down or, you know, I don't really want to join that group or that homeschool co-op or, you know, that whatever committee, but I don't want to say no, so I'll do it. And then we spend, you know, months doing that thing that we never really wanted to do and everybody's miserable and the kids are miserable. 
Why on earth would you waste your precious time that the Lord has given you a certain finite amount of breaths each day? Why would you waste them doing things that you don't want to do because you don't want to let other people down? Those people would be much more benefited if you were doing the things that God called you to do and not doing things just for the sake of of being afraid of what other people's opinions are. You know, we aren't living for appearances. Oh my goodness, our society is, right? You go on Instagram. I started playing, I told you guys the other day, I I started playing on Instagram reels a little bit. I'm not making them, but I was watching them. You can tell some people are really living for appearances. We're living for this persona. We're living for getting the next like on our social media, getting the next comment on our social media. Why on earth do we think that likes and comments define who we are? Jesus defines who you are. What you do as a career, what you do with your uh, life, the things that you do every day do not even define you. Jesus defines you and you only do the things you do by the power of the Spirit. The things that you do. Each day should be an outflow of your relationship with him, not because you're trying to impress, not because you're trying to put on a persona or have an appearance. Like I said, life is short. You have a finite amount of breaths. Why would we waste it? Caring what other people think. When you put your blinders on and you're like, you know what, God, this is between you and me. There is so much freedom in living that way. And saying, you know what, I am not wasting another breath that you have given me for the false god of the world, for the false gods of opinions, for the false gods of appearances. I am solely living for you. And I will surrender like Mary, sit at Jesus' feet and say, yes, Lord, whatever you have for me today, that's what I will do. You know, even with our children, I remember thinking when my daughter was getting ready to graduate high school and it was like, well, what if, you know, she does something that people think is, you know, a weird choice or next year my son is graduating, well, he's graduating this year. Next year he's going off to do something a little alternative rather than college. What if people think that's a weird choice? Who cares what they think about the choices my children make that are between God and them? I mean, if we really understand God and how big he is and how majestic he is and powerful he is and beyond comprehension he is, and we know that we're serving him, the people of this world become so, 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 so small. I shouldn't say the people because we, we want to love people, but I'm saying the people's opinions. And quite frankly, I think there's nothing more beautiful in life than someone who is confident in Christ and following him and not worrying about the things of this world or the opinions of this world. You know, we get very insecure in our lives. And I think that insecurity is what drives us for the opinions of others and for the appearances that we put out there. But guess what? There is no room for insecurity when you are secure in Christ, when you know who you are in Christ. The opinions of man are quite quickly diminished to, to, you know, how really unnecessarily unnecessary they are or how unimportant I should say they are. Because when you're living for the, I mean, 
we t- we're talking about the God who holds the stars in the sky. We're living for him. And if we know that we're following him, first of all, we're going to look pretty beautiful to the world out there. We don't have to worry about anything else because there is nothing more beautiful than a soul that is completely sold out for Jesus and completely living for him. It changes everything. So many of us walk around with so many insecurities. And when I say secure in Christ, that is not pride. That is actually humbled. But insecure and humble are different. Humble means you know your place, that you are a servant of the Lord. Your worth comes from him and who you are and the things you do are defined by him. And I'm not talking about like, you know, like I said, your your pride is, um, you know, we're not puffed up because we're Christians. We're actually put in our place. And so there's no room for insecurity because you are secure in Christ and you live for him. So many people, though, are insecure. And insecurity is a result of our fallen world. It's a result of focusing on ourselves. It's a result of focusing on sin. It's a result of focusing on the wrong things. God created you for a purpose, for a unique purpose for you. There's no room for comparison. There's no room for competition. Your life is between you and the Lord. At the end of your life, you have to answer to him, not the person down the street, not your, you know, uh, sister-in-law. You have to answer to him. And ultimately, if you're answering to him every moment of the day, then everything else is taken care of because you're doing exactly what you're called to do. We have to trust that even if we get judged for the things we do or don't do, that the Lord is who we answer to. And so you might need to have a little bit of a tough skin, but God will give you that tough skin. Because, again, you cannot control someone's judgment of you. You cannot control someone's opinion of you. But you can control who you're following, and that is the Lord. I hope this encourages you today. I know, like I said, so many of us get so wrapped up. This is a complicated topic, but I wanted to give you an encouragement today. We only have one life to live. Who are you living it for? Again, I look back at my homeschooling journey. These 15 years would have been a complete different altogether different life if I didn't take one step of obedience and said I only want what you want Lord even if other people think differently and guess what in the end my parents who thought I was crazy for homeschooling they think it's the best thing in the world now they have completely done an entire 180 they think that homeschooling is the greatest thing on earth And they have told me there's nothing more you should be doing for your family than homeschooling them. These are the same people who told me that I was going to ruin my grandchildren, that that I was crazy. God can do abundantly more than we ever ask or imagine if we simply follow him. 
If I had followed the opinions of man, my life would be completely different. I don't know what it would look like, but it definitely wouldn't be where we are today. It changed our lives. We have to follow him. We have to listen to his voice above all the voices of this world. This world is noisy. We have to listen to his voice. And if you say, I just can't, I get so wrapped up. That's, you got to get in your word. you got to pray. you got to find like-minded people. Find your people that you can surround yourself who will speak truth into your life. Because the world is just speaking lies into your life. If you want to come over to our Simply Living for Him online women's community, this is a place where you're going to find people who will speak life into you. We are just getting started in our community. We have had, for the past nine months, 1,200 women, Bible studies, scripture writing challenges every month, scripture memorization challenges, prayer groups, fellowship, devotions, and now we've started doing Zoom calls. We have Zoom calls coming up in the next month for different topics on motherhood and homeschooling and um Uh, struggles for the life of the believer. We're going to be adding more and more topics. If you want to join the community, join in on these conversations. These are real women walking it out every single day. They're beautiful women. Um, The entire community is free. Everything I offer there is free because I truly, truly want to live my life for God and share that with others. That is my purpose in life. I'm living for him, simply living for him, right? I'm living for him and I'm bringing others along with me while I do it. So come on over to the community. If you're interested at simplylivingforhim.com, you can find all the information. Again, it's completely free, all that we offer. Uh, We're just trying to encourage women in their walk with the Lord and encourage women to, you know, lift each other up together. So I hope that you would join us over there. Also, if you are a homeschooler, my homeschooling books are still available on Amazon. You can find them uh, on Amazon. It's The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, Not Just a Transcript, and Called Home, Finding Joy and Letting God Lead Your Homeschool. If you're a homeschooler, I talk all about not caring what other homeschoolers think in those books as well. You'll find you'll find that theme kind of weave throughout everything that I write. Go over to our website as well. We have a brand new look. Uh, Simply Living for Him got a facelift. So you can find a little bit more organization over there into finding the different posts by categories and just finding all that we're offering at Simply Living for Him. So I am so thankful that you listened to the podcast today. Let me know what you think. Is this an area you struggle with? How have you gotten past, you know, this kind of idol of what other people think? Share this message with a friend. Let's encourage each other. Oh, one more thing. On YouTube, if you go and subscribe to my YouTube channel, I do daily video devotions every single day. And you can find them over on the YouTube channel. I've been excited because so many people have been reaching out and telling me uh, that they have been encouraged by those. So I hope... Hope that this encouraged you today and until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.